Hi, I'm Brandy Schantz, and you're listening to Living Chronic. This week I had planned on dropping an episode speaking with a friend of mine who has multiple sclerosis. In light of the death of Stephen Boss, known to us as Twitch, this week from suicide, I really wanted to take a moment to discuss mental health. It's something that has become more of a a presence in my life, we'll say, uh, over these last three years. Uh, I don't think I thought much about it before, other than to tell people, if you're depressed, get help, um, talk about things. But I didn't understand what someone who's feeling suicidal may have been going through until I experienced my own suicidal ideations during the reaction to Humira. This audience is an obvious audience to discuss mental health with. We have a higher prevalence of depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, and suicide attempts. There are studies that show that IBD patients in particular are three to five times more likely to develop anxiety disorder. We are two to four times more likely to suffer from depression. And of course, I think we all know uh, how things end for many of us. You know, it was interesting. We're just so shocked. I still don't know how to put everything into words because Twitch seemed so happy and he lived what seemed like the perfect life. I always love to watch his and Allison's videos on TikTok because, you know, no matter what I was feeling, they brought so much joy and happiness. It just looked so beautiful. They were always smiling. They always had great choreography. It was upbeat. It just really brought a lot of joy to my life. And of course, I think I've heard this so many times, he had the perfect life. It certainly looked that way. He has had a beautiful wife who obviously seemed to love him very much. He had three beautiful children. He had the best TikTok videos, a great career. Why would he want to commit suicide? It's a question that sounds very familiar to me based on my own experience. When I was going through the reaction to Humira, and of course we did not know that's what I was experiencing at the time. I just kept going to doctors saying, I'm having these issues. And nobody could tell me it was the Humira. As things progressed and got worse, I started having very severe suicidal thoughts. When I first told my husband, who of course is very familiar with the struggles I have in life, I remember the first thing he said was, I don't understand, you have such a great life. And, you know, the Crohn's disease aside, I do. Uh, I have a beautiful home. Uh, We recently remodeled a house just for me, really. I have a big kitchen because we love to cook. We put in a steam shower to help me with my chronic bronchitis and my chronic sinusitis. It's it's a beautiful home. 
Um, I have three beautiful dogs. Everybody who knows me knows that they are my life. My husband loves me very much. He's very supportive. So it looks like I have a great life. Why would I want to commit suicide? But at that time, I didn't have a choice. And that may sound crazy, but I felt desperate. There was just something in my mind. I didn't know what it was. All I know is I would sit upstairs in my bedroom holding a nine millimeter in my hands, ready to take my life. I don't know what stopped me. I don't. I thought about my husband and the trauma it would cause if he found my lifeless body. I thought about my dogs. I think what really benefited me was time. At the same time that the suicidal thoughts were becoming so severe, everything else did too. I, I was losing my ability to walk. My joints were seizing up. I had sun rash. I, all, all of, everything became so terrible. And I had also developed a Parkinson's-like twitch. And for that reason, I made an appointment with a neurologist. Dr. Marco Castro, he was the first doctor who looked at my medications list. And as I told him what was going on, he said, oh my gosh, I think you're having a reaction to the Humira. You, he, you need to come off. And thank goodness he did because the suicidal thoughts went away immediately. I don't know what would have happened had I stayed on the Humira longer. Maybe I would have had more of a chance to plan things out better, get a hotel room so that my family would not have to find me. I'll be forever grateful to Dr. Marco Castro for the rest of my life. Of course, that didn't end everything. I was still depressed. I'd been through a lot. This was a very traumatic experience. I lost so much of my life. I still am trying to come to terms with everything that I've lost and how to rebuild my life with the disabilities I now face. And that's why what I really want to talk about is access to care. I don't know what Twitch went through. I don't know if he reached out. We always say reach out. But where do you reach out to? Who's there? My story is I did reach out. I would put my gun back in its case, put it back where it belongs, continue crying, but I would walk downstairs and get on my phone and start calling mental health professionals. Over a period of about six months, I was on every waiting list you could imagine. I was on the two different local hospital waiting lists, every waiting list at every mental health facility that would take me onto a waiting list, I was there. I called first asking if people took my insurance, I'd have TRICARE. Many people wouldn't take the TRICARE. Some people would just quickly say no and hang up without even asking additional questions. 
I was becoming desperate. There were days I woke up and I would start making my phone calls as soon as these offices would open. And I would do that until my husband came home from work, still just lost because there was nobody who could help me. There was nothing I could do. Finally, I got an email from the VA. Now I've probably gotten a thousand emails from Veterans Affairs since the day I resigned my commission and took off my uniform. And of course, I've always just deleted them. But for some reason, this day, this email, I opened it up and read it. And it was an email informing me of my benefits for mental health care within the VA. And I thought, well, what could it hurt? So I clicked on the link and it brought me directly to my benefits page. I'm already uploaded into the system. I'm a disabled veteran. It asked me when I wanted an appointment. And I thought, well, let me be really ambitious and ask for next week. I did not get the next week. I got the week after that. Suddenly I had an appointment with a psychiatrist. That psychiatrist prescribed me Wellbutrin. The VA sent me the Wellbutrin in the mail. I got it within a couple of days. And it's been tremendous help. And I've really become a new person. I'm still going through every day learning how to live with my disease, all the things we all experience. But it took so much just to get the help. Why is it so difficult? Why did I have to be so strong? I don't know how I kept doing that, honestly. And how many people out there today are just like me, were saying, you know what, I need help, let me reach out. And then are just being hung up on or put onto a waiting list to never get off. You know, I, I don't know what else I could have done other than what I did. I know that with social media, we put out the best or even just the positive. In my interview with my friend with multiple sclerosis, we talked about how when people ask how we're doing, we always say, oh, fine. Because we don't want to burden our friends, family, coworkers, whoever with what's really happening. We feel like we just shouldn't be burdening them. And I wonder why, because sometimes sharing a burden, just takes so much off of you. When you looked at my Facebook page during this time, the only thing I posted were the triumphs. Today I ran for five minutes straight before I had to walk. This morning I woke up and was able to walk strongly to the stairs and I was able to walk down them without losing balance and falling. I never posted on Facebook today. I sat in my bedroom for an hour crying, considering taking my life. And I'm sure that's the same thing that Twitch was going through. He 
his last upload was a very uplifting and fun dance. It wasn't tears. It wasn't reaching out for help. So what do we do? First and foremost, I think we all need to understand that social media is not real. Most of us are putting out the best of ourselves, the highlights, the uplifting moments. So if you're really friends with somebody, reach out and ask them, how are you? And I mean, how are you really? Reach out for help. We have a mental health crisis. I was on every waiting list, including waiting lists for mental health professionals that did not take my insurance. Most of these professionals were charging about $300 an hour. This is completely cost prohibitive to the average American. I don't know what to do. So what I'm doing is I'm gonna continue calling my congressman to say, hey, this is a problem. We need to fix it. John Oliver recently did a program discussing mental health and how difficult it is to get that help. It comes down to a lot of different factors. Insurance companies not reimbursing therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists in the same way that they would another medical professional. We have a shortage of mental health professionals in this country. There are many people who suffer from depression due to their job as a mental health professional and have difficulty getting through that. There needs to be a lot done. So step one today, call your congressperson, write your congressperson. You can go online, just Google your district, your address, who is my congressman if you don't know. There is a website. You can contact your congressperson today and say, we need something done about mental health in this country. What are you going to do? Because that's the first step. The next step, when you see somebody you love, especially if you know that person is going through something, maybe you don't know if they're going through anything at all. Ask them how they're really doing. And for those of us out there, who just don't want to burden anybody, find somebody to burden. Maybe it's your spouse, your significant other, a friend. Maybe it's just a fellow chronic illness patient out there that you know understands what you're going through. I speak to people every day online who I've never met in person but we have a bond and an understanding because we both suffer from Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. And we understand what that means, or even just chronic illness. I talk to my friend with multiple sclerosis all the time because we understand. Burden that person, don't keep it in. And of course, if you are feeling suicidal, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 988 is the number. 988. They've made it simple. And of course, if you're a veteran, there is help. There, there is mental health assistance for you. I, I can't tell you how surprised I was to find out that the VA was my savior. Go to benefits 
benefits.va.gov. That's benefits.va.gov. And you can request an appointment with a psychiatrist, a psychologist. There are group therapy sessions you can join in on. I've done that myself. It was tremendously helpful, but find a way. But most important, just don't let this fall to the wayside. Don't just say, I'm thinking of you, this is a tragedy, and then move on. Please call your congressperson. I know everybody's shocked today because Twitch was probably the happiest person we all saw each and every day. So if the happiest person can experience this, then who else can? And what are we going to do about it? Ask your congressperson for legislation. Legislation for the millions of people dealing with depression. Legislation for the chronic illness patients who deal with such a high incidence of this and legislation for Twitch. Stay safe out there, everybody. And remember, there's always somebody there for you.